Okay. This preamble thing is getting to be a little too much of a thing not to be calling it an unusual occurrence. It actually might have to be the way I start recording because I just finished whatever 45-minute diatribe I ran about male-female relations and other stuff. But I'm not trying to just complain, which I think I did. I want solutions. I am driven by only having conversations about problems if you have something to say that could be better. Identifying something and bitching about it doesn't help. And I believe if you listen further into this, there's going to be some identifying stuff, bitching about it, and not providing solutions. Because I'm not really sure what the solutions are, but don't think I'm not trying to find them. There is a way to repair the fracturing that is occurring between men and women before it becomes so much of a fracture it can't be repaired. It may sound like I think that if you listen further. I don't. But what the solutions are, I don't know. I think some conversation here would help a lot. But, you know, America, we don't talk about anything serious. Oh my god, I can't believe I have to do a post-preamble preamble. Because I forgot what the initial preamble was supposed to address that's going to follow in the recording that's about to occur. Ugh. Okay, let's make this quick. Even though this is a concept that deserves more time than just let's make this quick. I lose train of thought at uh, some point in the recording regarding something uh, about infidelity with men and women. And uh, whereas men's infidelity is generally seen as uh, masturbating in a different pussy, women's infidelity has always been about correcting the mistake they made. Because most women who step outside their marriages step outside their marriages into the relationship that they spend the rest of their life in. Men have a different story. And the idea that women learn from their mistakes, like when they step outside of marriage, it's to do it right. Well, that part is what I was really trying to get to. That I never really got to. I mean, I do kind of get to that overall thematically, but I don't address the specific point of separation that it is, what infidelity represents between men and women when it comes to long-term outlook. So, there you go. Now, should you listen? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Hey, universe. I think when I try to assess your sense of humor, universe, you, universe with a capital U, it's this 420 sign-on. On the 2nd of October. Wait, it's the 3rd now. <gasps> God damn it is. October's flying by. Bye, kitty. No copyright. Oh, is there a bye, kitty? No. See a kitty would be a better kitty anyway. But hey, 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 hey. 420 in the morning. Oh. On here, the 3rd of October. <clears throat> well, now it's 421. But I didn't sign on at 420 a.m. Intentionally which is ridiculous. So, after contrived opening stabs and bleed-outs in the last recording or two, grabbing my phone, hitting record, looking at the time and realizing, oh fuck, it's 420. 
Yeah, 4.20 a.m. And I've been up since 2-something because I just can't sleep. And <clears throat> after that fidgeting, restless, trying to convince myself that I can clear my head enough to fall back into la-la land, I just couldn't do it. And then you start thinking, well, should I get up and clean the fucking top of the trash can in the kitchen? And I think, well, no, because I just recently did that. So if it's already dirty, then there's no excuse. And I don't need to learn that about myself tonight. So knowing that I have a clean trash can in the kitchen, or at least assuming I do, what else can I do at this ungodly hour? Well, I could record a podcast. Ah, this isn't a podcast. What am I? But okay. <laughs> How do you avoid becoming the thing you most are fighting against? I think might be the single greatest dilemma of life. Of all the cycles of energy I've seen repeat, this one repeats the most. Those who start out on a mission to do better for all of us end up becoming the thing, the very thing, they're fighting against as a cause they initiate. For instance, let's assume somewhere out there is an agency considering whether or not they should take up the mantle of fighting the censorship that grows day by day in America. Well, of course somebody would find that cause noble enough to think their life's dedication to that purpose is a justifiable decision. But at some point, even if they manage to create the free internet, the free America, and the free speech vision that the Founding Fathers had for every individual in this country, that agency, in some way, shape, or form, will begin to limit access to information. I would bet my life on it. Because nowhere can you point out to me in history a cause that doesn't get contaminated at some point by its very own pursuit of righteous overturn. And could this be simply the actions of the evil cabal infiltrating anything that comes close to liberating the human spirit in its full capacity? I guess. But it seems a lot more likely that when we are the group that feels let down, excluded, underserved, taken advantage of, and then ascend into a position to right some of those wrongs. The process of ego growth and sycophancy from underneath that those initiatives necessarily engage I believe in some ways turns you into the monster you never thought you could become. And yeah, that's kind of a depressing way to open things considering that's not really what I got on to talk about. But I have been meaning to bring up how seductive it can be to think that 
you're just doing this one bad thing for the good of all others. There is no such thing. There is no... This particular action, immoral, illegal, unjustified as it may be, justifies itself because of the necessary ends it will create. No, that is never right. It's never fucking right. The very act of doing the dishonorable thing creates a situation dishonorable enough not to be able to emerge as the thing you're envisioning as the better good. They don't exist coincidentally. They can't. And uh, so... I start thinking, well, fuck, man. How do you convince everyone that the real problem comes from that inner chaos that they can't quiet? That idea that the world has fucked them over, thus somewhere deep down enough that if they get in a position where something can be done to resolve that anger, it will be done. Even if it's not pursued intentionally. And I, 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 I don't know. Once you've achieved a tranquility above actually seeing anything return a value in your own life other than a group ascension of value for all of us, my life's going to be fine. It'll turn out individually exactly as I need it to. But my experience on Earth will be one of huge disappointment if somehow there isn't a way to convey that forgiveness will get us out of all of this. But the forgiveness that needs to happen is to ourselves. You, you can't come to love yourself if you still see yourself as having done things that you can't review, look back on, and speak to with clarity about where you are now through the experiences you've had previously. And I don't even want to dredge up people's pasts. I could not care less, except in whatever way you need to describe what you've been through to know the hardship of what you're trying to attempt to achieve now for the support of a group that will stand behind you as you ascend into a better person. There are people afraid to take a risk stepping out to be themselves, the real selves that they are, because there's too much associated wreckage to dredge up from the past to determine that, yes, this means something to me, and yes, I am truly sorry for who I've been. Take Russell Brand, for instance. This is a tough one. All of this is hard, by the way. I don't want to pretend that that life is supposed to be a a cushion ride. It really isn't. You don't choose to manifest on earth to live the least resistance-filled life possible. You do it for the exact opposite reason. To come here to be challenged. Inside of you, something here feels like your the purpose to make 
a wrong, a right. You can't tell me you don't have that inclination. Of course you do. We are all fucking superheroes waiting for our opportunity to step in and be heroic. What I don't think we necessarily are doing as we await our opportunities to be recognized for our heroism is that the opportunities for heroism are right here. And it starts with being heroic enough to admit what you haven't done well. And then to move forward and try to do things better. That's all the entire collective humanity needs right now to save its own soul. So, can someone like Russell Brand save his soul? Are we going to let him? It's the question you should be asking yourself. I am Russell Brand in every possible way except successful and on YouTube. His history is, I know exactly what he's going to admit to. I've never, ever crossed the line of a woman saying no to me, but do I feel like I've been a creepy guy on a date? Oh, of course. And <clears throat> do I feel awful about that? Well, no. And yes. Because nobody wants to infringe or stain someone else's experience on planet Earth in a way that they think poorly back on an experience where you're the thing they think poorly of. But then, how does the male drive and sexual ambition that you do have very little control over adjust itself in a society of hands-off, show no initiative beyond cordial requests with clear invitations following. Say what you will, and you can say anything you want, especially if you're not a dude. Um, but that's a fucking shitty instinct to have to constantly deal with. <clears throat> the idea that we are born to disseminate seed in as many outlets as we'll receive it is unfortunately fairly true. It wasn't until four or five years ago when I literally realized I was having fewer sexually triggered thoughts that I came to finally think, holy shit, why did nobody tell me this? I thought oversexed, goddamn 95% of your thoughts concerning your cock was the way it was for the rest of life. Because it's the way it is for most of life, if you're a guy. And I really think women don't have a clue what this means. Because one of my favorite statistics about women is they may, well, and this is not necessarily true the last 10 years. Porn's changed everything. Don't forget that. But men who would step outside of marriage almost never stepped outside of marriage for the purpose of moving into a new relationship. No, they just 
We're looking for something to satisfy all that explosive buildup of semen energy that just won't fucking go away. Doesn't matter how much you are or aren't getting laid. It's a constant. One of the true universal constants that exists. Until it doesn't. Somewhere right around 50, it stops. Not every fucking thought you have is about sex or a woman or a man who you're envisioning having sex with. It's as if you get your head back. You can think again. You have clarity that's been missing. And you don't really even realize it's been missing because you don't understand how much of your life has been composed by a single, driven, primal consideration. Make more of us. Make more of us. Every fucking minute. So, what happens to people as they look back on behaviors that now they can't even relate to? It's, it's a hard transition even to reconcile individually. You know who you were. You know who you are. You know the gap and disconnects between. And yet, that doesn't in any way re-adjudicate uh, previous actions. The whole point of seasons one, two, and three of this recording event project distribution thing that I'm doing was to explain how many things I knew I had done that I wish I had not done the way I did them. And also how many things I had done that I knew I'd done exactly the way I would do them again. Life isn't about having been perfect. It's about gaining enough wisdom to get through every successive stage a stronger and more purposeful being than you were. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that littered across your landscape are a whole bunch of lessons to be learned that wherever you make good on learning something of value, whatever happens to them happens to them. No, that's not how it works. So... If we know we're fallible creatures and we know that at times we will also be the target of someone else's necessary lesson to learn and we also know that in all of this staticky interplay of human dimension people will get hurt and people will have seminal moments of ultimate self-manifestation realization. It's why we're here. Because supporting and understanding each other makes all the staticky nonsense that happens in between worth it. Every time I'm able to connect with somebody in a way that both of us realize how much we're giving each other in that moment, it's the best part of life. It's what life is about is that sense of camaraderie that comes in that instant of recognition that we have solidarity. Even though I'm trapped in this meat suit 
If if you strip this place of all physical space, time, and matter, our energies are the same. That's an enormous feeling of comfort, satisfaction, and accomplishment in this space. And used to be the underpinning of the entire society's organization. Not this fractured shit we play with now. And so when I think of Russell Brand, first thing I think is, I could definitely be that guy. If not, I think I am that guy. And I guarantee you that the women who look at Russell Brand with a distaste from their experience with him don't hate him 100% because his type of demeanor is the one that you, you can't help but see his vulnerabilities. Even when he was high on drugs, his, his bravado or whatever transgressions toward women may emerge I guarantee you, was put upon. His way of presenting himself now, his, let's say, 10 years of online recovery persona, well, they speak to me of what I look for in someone who admits mistakes. I don't hold your past against you, whoever you are. I hold this moment and the next one you're going to have. I hold those as the only way I can possibly judge you. And if you continually impress me in those moments and then explain to me a past transgression that is onerous or even horrific, it doesn't change my idea of your potential now. Because we all go through shit to become better people. And I think in some ways, some of us are here to go through some seriously shit, shitty shit, to get to that point. And that doesn't mean that I don't have 100% of sympathy for anyone who feels they've been victimized by another human being, including myself. I have nothing but sympathy for the idea that your day was worse because another human being went out of their way to make it so. And I look back on times when that's how I would describe my actions and still to this day find those to be the hardest memories to relive. But relive them I do because nothing keeps me more humble than the idea that I've made mistakes in the past that I didn't even realize I was making at the time. And that makes me feel like I can't ever be anything but forgiving, kind, and understanding to the entire universe. Because sometimes I need that back. And at the times I need it back when I didn't even realize I was going to need it, is when I need it the most. So, I don't see anything in this Russell Brand situation that we didn't already know. Russell Brand has admitted to being less than honorable, and that's as far as I need it to, to go. But 
He's admitted to having past transgressions that he regrets, especially in his drug-fueled, hyper-active days of entertainment politics. I'm sure I would have done the same, if not ten times worse. Give me a blank check and an indulgence of my design card to play with, and I will come up with some pretty fucking deviant shit. Especially in my 20s. So, do I think that means that whatever deviant shit Russell Brand came up with and created situations where other people were hurt shouldn't be somehow adjudicated in the court of humanity's opinion? Yeah, it should. But it's between he and whoever. And I don't, I don't even know that, that I, I wish there were a way that victims of something like this that is borderline illegal, but probably not, and yet morally irresponsible and life-affecting forever. It'd be nice if there were a way for those situations to have some opportunity outside of the courts to be addressed. It would heal a lot of fractures that at the current organizational structure we contend with can't be fixed. And uh, and and I would 100% uh, support whatever type of reparation victims felt was fair to them. In some ways, I think that's the only way these situations ever do get resolved. But this is all fucking hard shit to figure out. And I'm not going to pretend that any of my ideas I'm saying right now, I might not change my mind 15 minutes from now. I, I don't have answers here. I don't even have questions. I just have sympathy. That a society built like ours creates moments where everyone loses. And I, I don't have any idea how to fix the awkwardness that exists when boys who like girls meet girls who like boys. It's, it's not a clean circumstance, however you want to look at it. Someone's going to encroach in a place where someone else will feel encroached upon. It, it is what it is. And if we somehow sanitize that animal instinct that keeps our species propagating to the point that people lose interest in even participating, again, how do you keep something from becoming that which you fight most against it already having been. If we try to take all of the awkwardness out of the human condition that it is to interact with each other, we'll never interact again. It's okay to step up and bumble your way through something only to realize that you could have done better because the next time you will. 
And even if the next time you do worse because you're thinking too hard about all the things you wanted to do better and you couldn't get any of them done, so instead you're standing up here making even a worse job of this whole fucking thing. Well, you'll learn something there too. And even if you do it a third time, at some point, if you keep trying this thing, you're going to get better. And I'm all for allowing you the room it takes to improve yourself. I applaud Mr. Brand for being able to say, I used to be this, now I'm this. And what I used to be, I'm not anymore. But that doesn't mean what I used to be didn't leave some wreckage that I need to atone for. I think in societies that are civil enough to realize we aren't perfect, well then, there has to be room for people to make mistakes and learn from them. So, I think, if anything, the whole reason this initiative began for me was to teach forgiveness. It's something we owe ourselves above everyone else, but we owe everyone else the same level of respect that we also owe and have been denying ourselves. Forgiving myself for all the stupid-ass shit I decided to do, or stupid-ass shit I decided not to do that I should have done, or doing anything that I would have done differently in any way, or just owning too many shirts that are green. Whatever you have to forgive yourself for. Do it. Do it now. Do it in a way that you know you're okay with moving forward from that moment of underperformance. Never hold that against yourself again. Always use it as a flagpole to do better. That's it. And then watch how much easier you are, not just on yourself, but on the world around you. Help others realize that it's just not that big a deal to admit you have places where you could be better and then you're working on them and go do it. I have to get on stage tonight and talk about the overall (laughs) decline of the male initiative and where it's led us in terms of the fractured nature of male-female relationships today. I I don't want to give too much of my act away tonight, but do you know how disappointing it is as a man to watch as something like just the restraints that were holding women back as they lift? Men get outgapped by women in less than 20 years? In other words... Just by realizing that women's opportunities had been constricted and lifting the constrictions, essentially keeping women from attaining professional success at whatever level they wanted to pursue, has left most of the boys in the dust. Because without all those restraints and hindrances toward actually achieving their dreams, women are out there achieving their dreams everywhere you look. The problem is that women... We're sold a bunch of dreams that are going to turn out to be male fantasies. And that's going to help, I think at some point, recalibrate 
what we're both here for and what we both get the most out of. I don't really think women get the most out of building a company into a pillar of success worldwide that starts dictating social and cultural norms about what and what cannot be on devices we use every day like iPhones. No all-female company is in any sort of perchy position in business dictating terms to the rest of the industry. Because that's not what women do. And so the more that we allowed women to think that the thing holding them back most was the lack of opportunities that men had that they didn't. Yeah, that's true. But the world that got built while men were in charge was a man's world. And becoming a dominant player in a world that's not even built for you, well, that ends up being a hollow fulfillment as well. No matter how well you can play this game as a woman, you're playing a game that men, men established. Winning it will only feel... Um, hollow, uh, like maybe you missed the whole point of being here. The idea that <clears throat> women are finding children for the first time to be a negotiable part of their future. I get it. I mean, I do. Kids fucking suck. They're expensive. I don't have any that I know of. I, I, Every woman I ever knew had some idea of wanting to give birth. Hell, I want to give birth. But the idea that that's becoming less of a purpose in the female future envisioning of their own lives, how, how, can, that, how can that be going away? Oh my God, you know, you know what you don't want to be? You don't want to be a dude because right now women outnumber men in higher education programs, 60 to 40. And it was in 1987 that I entered university and it was 50-50. Our class was almost exactly 50-50 as was the entire higher education landscape. Now, Go back 30 years before that, go back to 1957, and the split is 70-30 male-female. And that's a huge advance over the 40s and 30s when those numbers were negligible. Very few women in higher education. Now, STEM, uh, 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 I mean, uh, the earned negative connotation of higher education today does not in any way represent the past. There was no question at my high school, if you were serious about life, you were going to college, male or female. There was no question. The idea that you would question that would get mocked. So if there was anything holding back any big group populace, the idea of access to education was holding back women. And prove it they have. Because women are now clearly the favored gender in education in terms of 
who's outperforming who. And this took less than my lifetime to occur. This kind of social change is so abrupt, it is literally changing the entire landscape of human civilization going all the way back. Because now, at this point in time in history, there is no opportunity for a woman that isn't greater than the opportunity for men. And that's fair. The only thing men are better at than women is lifting heavy shit. In every other way, since women have been given the opportunities, they've outperformed men wherever you look. Physical strength is the only fucking thing men have. And it's become a useless commodity in a world with mechanical devices. Protecting the homestead from threat? I'm pretty sure a woman can handle a gun as well as a man. And so what do we do now? How do, how do we go back to a position of 50-50 when there's nothing that women can't do better than men? Except, hey, can I get some help lifting this couch in the rec room? We need to move it by the window. No, can Bill come over? Thanks, Bill. Stay where you are, Marion. It's fine. Okay, so we're just going to stand around waiting to be called on to come lift some heavy shit. Okay. Well, fortunately, I have more jokes to say about this situation. But I'm not going to ruin them here because, frankly, this is what I'm here to realize. We need to forgive ourselves and everyone around us for the mistakes we've made that got us into this position. The whole feminist movement wasn't designed to make useless men. But that's what it's done. Now, how are men going to save themselves? That's a real question to ask, I guess.